How many times did I tell you, Frank? You're not God. I am. What's going on, man? Hello, my little ducklings and quacks out there. Welcome to another, another episode. episode of Duck and the Usher. We are outside today. It is a beautiful day. It is a wonderful, beautiful day here in Do Central I, Florida. Sound okay. I, I think like you sound great, brother. Sound good? All right. Hopefully it sounds good to you guys out there. We decided to set up on my back porch mm-hmm. and uh, do a few things. So we got to make sure we get real close to these microphones because we're trying to kill all the airplanes and shit that are yeah. flying over. There's lots of air traffic as we live in St. Cloud, just like south of the uh, major airport. Uh, so there's constant air traffic above us at all times, which is kind of a weird thing. I never really noticed until like at night. and you see. Oh, just dude, it's all the time. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but I've uh, I've had a pretty pretty good week, Mr. Stan Camp. How's your week been? Well, sir? I'm busy, man. I'm now yeah, you are. six days a week right now, man, for the foreseeable future. I've uh, I've had a, a, a plenty busy week myself. I'm working, I think, about five days a week over there. But I got doubles on at least three or four of those, so I, I suppose that's an equivalent workload. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I'm feeling much better this week than I did last week, and I want to touch on something a little personal not not too much i i, I am kind of like trying to take a stab at sobriety you know my i don't often you know talk about my personal life mm-hmm. on the show but uh i think it goes it, it's an, an important sort of a thing to vocalize and to to speak out loud and uh i think i'm gonna take a stab at, at uh at you know uh trying to work on my on my sobriety which i think a lot of people do deal with and some Use it as a form of like uh, their their catharsis for when they go out and, and do things that are unhealthy as as a means to cope with whatever you're going through. So uh, anybody who has spoken with me in the past, namely you know people who are, are listeners of the show or, or fans of it, I appreciate all your advice and your support. And uh, as I um, I attempt to do this, so uh, thank you all very much. Yeah, yeah. Support the fish. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're talking about a really cool movie today um, in in Hollow Man. We are. Uh, oh, real quick, did you watch anything? I was going to come to that. Oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> Usually we like talking yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're, we're doing Hollow Man uh, because tomorrow, or actually the day that this episode drops uh, is Leap Day. Yep. Um, and we didn't. We decided not to cover the movie Leap Year because I didn't think that would be very fun. Uh, actually, I don't remember much about that movie, but I think it was just one of those cash grabs for like holiday-themed mm-hmm. uh, movies. Uh, but we're doing Hollow Man because today, as you're listening to this, the 29th Leap Day is the release of The Invisible Man, starring um, Elizabeth Moss. I didn't even know this was coming out until you mentioned it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really seen any trailers or anything like that. It looks fantastic, I think. Uh, it's definitely more in the horror vibe, thriller, psychological thriller. Mm. Uh, some of the early reviews I've uh, I've encountered uh, give it you know pretty positive uh Reviews, uh, they say that a lot of the psychological aspects, of it's kind of a slow burn at the beginning, really set up a lot of the, oh shit, is and the camera work, you know, kind of always points the camera in a way where, you're, where it could be, somebody's in that space. Yeah, you so, know? yeah, it's, it's, so they do they're quite, on the side of the screen, it should be like, two people should be right. filling up the screen or and, something. Uh, and uh, yeah, Jeremy yeah. Johns is one the of my favorite uh, movie reviewers, and he says there's a few scenes where the camera will linger as if 
it was filming intentionally somebody who was supposed to be in that spot, like oh, wow. blocking a scene. Mm-hmm. It moves in such a way that to suggest that there's somebody there. And uh, I mean, that's one of the easy ways for, <clears throat> you know, uh, um, filmmakers to suggest, you know, invisibility. But we'll talk more about like special effects when we get there. Um, but uh, before we do get started, we like to talk about, you know, what we've been watching throughout the week. So you got anything interesting you want to throw out there? Yeah, for- I, I started watching The Hunters. That's on Amazon Prime. I was just talking to somebody else about that, that today, too. That's just a bomb. It was yeah. so good. Dude, twist. Good twist. You said that, uh, now, was it the whole series or just? Uh, it's just we, season one. They yeah. dropped the whole season they at just, once? Yeah, Amazon does that. They'll just I, drop I like, the whole I like thing. it when streaming services do that. Yeah, I binged the hell out of it. You went and saw Sonic, didn't you? I saw Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. You know, it was a kid's movie. I'm a 33-year-old man sitting in a theater by myself munching on popcorn. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It, it The movie, I felt like, was 20 years too late, um, but it still managed to be relevant i guess you know kids can still enjoy it because i know there was a there was a lot of sonic games you know that kept coming out the series is is long lived but uh a lot of people our age remember those og games on the genesis or the you know the master system uh you know sonic one two and three dr eggman dr robotnik you know his his sidekick tails i was always confused by tails ability to fly uh because how does it? Would his tail have like a a natural rotor? Rotor? I, I don't know. Like a. It's like I heard. I heard. Like I heard, I heard, I heard the, the movie kind of sets up for a tales movie. It does. Okay. Or it sets up at least a sequel with him involved. Oh, okay. uh, I guess one of the things I liked the most about it was, uh, it's perfectly enjoyable. Um, it's a little cheesy. The cheese factor is dialed up. It's for kids. Clearly, it's for kids. But there's enough for adults to like, especially fans of the series. Because there's a couple moments that I, I felt, you know, some goosebumps, and I laughed out loud, and I, you know, I got a little giddy and couldn't help but smiling because it was like, bam, you know, nailed it. Like, you know how he does the, when you hold down on the D-pad? Yeah, the and, yeah, yeah. He, like, that, he does that as his final power move, uh, spoiler alert, and, like, so, like really, like, busts uh, a Robotnik up in, in the same way that you fight him in the game. He's yeah, like, you boom, have boom, boom, bam, boom, you boom, have boom, 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 yeah, yeah. all over the, the cart. And I was like, there it is. There's the, that's the gameplay right there. And, uh, and they even gave him, like, a speed force, a lot like... Uh, Quicksilver or Quicksilver, yeah. like the scenes you would see in the X Men movies, he's got one just like that. Funny enough, so it was really cool. The movie, the movie we're doing, Hollow Man, uh-huh. came out in two thousand. Okay, X Men came out in two thousand. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We didn't see Quicksilver for another like no, thirteen for years, fucking for a while. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much all I've been watch. All I did watch this week. I really want to get out there and see some movies while they're still in theaters. Nineteen Seventeen is still out there. I want to see that. Uh, I want to see Invisible Man. Um, and there's something else that I, I had my eyeball on, but I can't recall it. And a lot of streaming stuff too. I mean, I was having a conversation with some friends earlier where they're throwing out all this stuff to watch. And so I got, I got plenty on my, uh, my backlog for that. All right. Uh, let's get into it. So yeah, let's get into it. Uh, our so, movie hollow man yeah. year 2000 got a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yarp. Uh, this is kind of a, a weird pick for us because the budget was ninety-five million. Uh-huh. It made a hundred and ninety million. Yeah. Um. It, I mean, it was a success, but just the critics pretty much raped it. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 w- it was. It was critically just like bashed a lot. Um. Go ahead. Did you get a? Yeah. It was released in uh, August of two thousand. Other movies that came out in two thousand. We said uh, X Men. Snatch came out that year. Castaway. Gladiator. Ooh. Unbreakable. Oh brother, where art thou? And Aaron Brockovich. There's a bunch of great movies that came out yeah. that year. Best in Show, I think, came out that year. Good good time for movies. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, and this movie was directed by Paul Verhoeven. And it's funny because we were going to do uh, 
Starship Troopers before I realized that we had an opportunity to talk about another Verhoeven in in Hollow Man. And Hollow Man was actually his last major Hollywood movie that mm-hmm. he did. He's still working as a director. He's doing a lot of like he's Dutch, so he's back over doing like, you know, Dutch movies and dramatic fare. Uh, uh but he always had a, the panache for like style and 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 like controversial sort of stuff like uh in this movie in particular uh you see this this sociopathic narcissistic misogynistic character actually do some of these things instead of you know pointing the camera away you see some of this brutality like right up front and uh i remember watching this for my first time roughly about 20 years ago i think it was 2001 when i saw it after it had you know came to dvd um when was the last time you watched this? One, uh, dude, I want to say probably around two thousand one. Okay, so you I, I, saw I around think, the same yeah, time. My, my buddy owned it, so we watched it a bunch. You yeah, know, that so was, we thought it was a cool movie. Yeah, but since that, I haven't. Till we just recently watched it. Really, not since then. Yeah, oh, not I've since watched then. it maybe a handful of times. It, since I don't. Well, then. I don't have cable, and it's not a movie that if I'm scrolling through like yeah, Netflix just or something, like, I just go, oh, yeah, I want to rewatch Hollow Man. I'm like, okay, this <laughs> is definitely one of those movies that I've always liked since I saw it, and I've always kind of had a strange uh, grouping of movies that I remember from the time that I saw this. Um, around this time, I also saw Battlefield Earth, <laughs> which is a piece of shit. Um, I think I also watched uh, Detroit Rock City around the same time. Yeah, that's a good movie. I really like that movie too. Uh, so I always it was, it was a grouping of movies I saw all around the same time, and for some reason I always you know kind of associate them with each other, just because around the time that I watched it. Um, Verhoeven's other uh, movies are a lot of my favorites too. I mean, he only did like a handful before uh, you know. He went back and started working actively mostly in the Netherlands. But some of the uh, big ones that stand out for me are, uh, you know, Total Recall, RoboCop, Basic Instinct, uh, Showgirls, which I never saw. You never saw Showgirls? Never saw Showgirls, oh, no. Man. I was too young to see it at the time, and I never got around to watching uh, Ma- it later. Is it McLaughlin in that or whatever? No, Elizabeth. It's a, no, it's, a, it's Elizabeth. Whatever banks or whatever the hell Berkeley. Her name is. Berkeley, Elizabeth Berkeley, Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin, yeah. yeah. I was like, I know he was in that because he, he plays like the she, like the Ooh. skeezy dude. I got to do it to you, Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, was dude. All the treaties. Yeah, I, <laughs> I brought that on myself. I brought that on my fucking self. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Verhoeven, Starship Troopers uh, is uh, easily hands down one of my favorites of all time too. And uh, I mean, RoboCop, Total Recall. Welcome to the party, Victor. You Did know. he do the new RoboCop or the original one? The OG, man. Oh, nice. OG. Like, that's that's Verhoeven, my guy. And uh, he, he's just, you know, one of those uh, those directors that uh, I, I think should be given more work. I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure what his style is like today, but those movies, I think, are all legendary. And they all started uh, a series um, for each of those. Like, or for not each of them, but, like, you know, he started the Starship Trooper series. He started mm. the RoboCop series. He started the Hollow Man series. Which I think there were only two of, because the second one had Christian Slater. Oh like yeah, in they, and out. I feel like I'm moving in a little. I don't know. You should be fine. Okay. Uh, so yeah, let let's hop into this one. This is uh, Hollow Man from 2000. Uh, we don't have a. It's not a very clip heavy episode. No. Um, because most of this movie is pretty much action. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of jibber jabber. It opens up. There's a. It's like a microbiology credit. Is kind of what I was uh, imagining. Yeah. The credits at the very beginning. Well, you know, I, you, before we before we yeah, really yeah. dive into the movie itself, let's let's uh, let's kind of explore the idea, the concept of invisibility. And I got a little brief thing here. Go right ahead, man. Because yeah. it's, it's too much fun. 
Okay, so invisibility as a concept is a ubiquitous plot device that's been used throughout fiction since time immemorial. Yeah. Um, one of its most famous depictions is that of uh, Claude Rains as Dr. Jack Griffin in uh, 1933's The Invisible Man, directed by James Whale, and it was adapted from the H.G. Wells novel of the same name from uh, 1897. Did Lon Chaney play The Invisible Man or no? That was Claude Rains. Is it Claude Rains? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was, it was around the same so time, many other movies with invisibility as the main plot device for the. But the Invisible Man, where he's wrapped in the cloth and the glasses. Yeah, the classic okay, universal, yeah. you know, uh, look. Uh, I mean, Tolkien even used this concept as one of the abilities given by the Ring of Power from The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Uh, many, many works of fiction use this trope, whether it be like a magic spell or a potion or a ring or an invisibility cloak, cloak. Yep. <laughs> or any other object. Uh, its use in science fiction is also very common. Or often the recipient is using it as part of a complex scientific process, much like, you know, the active camouflage in, in Halo or in Fallout. You know, you see it in video games all the time. Um, in special effects, the interaction of invisible objects with the visible world is achieved through uh, various forms. Early films and television used uh, wires and puppetry to simulate the existence of an invisible person, along with some scenes where they use like the map process to delete certain elements. In The Invisible Man, the initial shots actually swathed the actor's head in a black velvet hood and was shot against a black velvet background. And then later, obviously, CGI and green screen, green screen techniques allowed for greater variety. Um, some of the notable invisible movies uh, or other works of fiction are as follows. You have, like, Danny Phantom on television from Nickelodeon. Uh, Mutant X was that X-Men show they tried to get off the ground in 2001. Um uh, Claude in Heroes, who played by Christopher Eccleston. That was like his main power. Yeah. And he was sort of like a mentor. Never to, really watched Heroes. Uh, the first two seasons were uh, fucking on point. And then it just, uh, then it just fell hell. off because I think that was around the writer's strike or. Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Or shortly thereafter. Um, a Message from Mars is probably the first um, accepted known use of invisibility as a concept in a film from 1913. Uh, and of course, Invisible Man, The Invisible Man Returns was in 1940. The Invisible Woman which is also part of that series, which came out in 1940. Then you got Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man, <laughs> Predator. Oh, he had, yeah, he yeah. had the invisibility. Um, uh, Chevy Chase and Memoirs of an Invisible Man. I think that was in the 80s. Uh, the Shadow with Alec Baldwin, sort of like a spiritual successor to the Phantom. Even though there was no invisibility involved in that, he was still part of that grouping of heroes from that golden age. Um, Mystery Men with uh, Kel Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was only invisible if nobody naked, was looking yeah. at him. Don't look at me. He has yeah, to be don't naked. Look at, yeah, and it really, it really, it really worked, it worked too. Yeah. It was stupid. Uh, we already mentioned. We need, we need to do that movie. I know we Mystery always, Man. Yeah, oh, that's you a bet. Great film. You bet. Well, I mean, there's plenty of opportunities to do superhero movies, and that was like a precursor to even like the superhero renaissance. Um, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Harry Potter, and then of course uh, Fantastic Four, both in comic and film versions, uh, with the Invisible Woman. In literature, I think it's first known, or at least according to Wikipedia, the first known instance of it is uh called what was it a mystery from 1859 by fitz james o'brien uh and then beyond that the metaphorical use and concept could be like ideas like invisible women uh due to ageism and societal focus on youth culture such as in uh, whitney Otto's novel now you see her where a woman of a certain age becomes socially invisible um which is an unfortunate reality <clears throat> so it, it's a it's a it's a you know a plot device that's uh, more than than ubiquitous. It's it's just everywhere, and I think to the point where most people just accept it as a 
uh, literary device that it's just it's so, just there. It's yeah, almost, it's just been around for so long. It's almost boring. You know, yeah, it's one a of little those, bit. It's one of those superpowers that or or uh, abilities that everybody kind of wishes they could do. It's like a cop out superpower. Almost. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, what should it be? Ah, uh, just make her invisible. You know what? It even it even comes out in. Uh, there's even a character in the boys. I think his his name's like. Uh, tra- oh yeah yeah yeah. Translucent. Yeah. Translucent. Yeah. And or something. And uh, <laughs> somebody even yeah yeah somebody yeah. even says in the show that's not even what invisibility is. That means like your light passes through you or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it's a uh, it's one of those like you could really dive deep into all the various forms that this uh, trope exists in. So knock yourselves out. And as oh. we. As we are, are progressing through this here show, uh, for, let me give a few mm-hmm. quick shout outs to all of our, our ducklings and quacks out there. Thanks again to um, Chris Rios uh, for appearing on the show and dropping our name uh, on his show, the Paper, Pound, Paper Crowns Podcast. You can hear Chris Rios on Real Laughs with uh, Miguel Colon and company on 104.1. Uh, thanks to um, Ray Morales. His show is still going. You can catch him every Monday at 8. Uh, and to all of our patrons out there, Voy Pronto and, and everybody, we love you. Thank you for your continued support. And to the good folks over at Copper Fox Tattoo Company for their sponsorship. Couldn't have said it better. All right, so we're moving in. Uh, yeah, microbiology credits start yeah. rolling. It's kind of a long credit scene. The music is very ominous in this. It's great music. Excellent music from Jerry Goldsmith. And uh, it, it starts out with, like, you see this rat kind of running through, the like, a facility. And yeah. It, it goes into a cage, it drops down, and then something invisible picks up the fucking rat and, and just, just chews its head off. Yeah. Like right away, you're greeted with uh, and you, and you, something shocking you realize, and gory. Yeah, when the blood hits this invisible creature, you realize that's a gorilla. You can kind of tell by the jaws, yeah. you know? Yeah. Another great piece of special effects. There's a lot of great special effects in this movie. Um, it even it even lost uh, to Gladiator for, for the special Academy effects? Award for special effects. It was nominated, yeah. But I mean, we've. Already- I can see the. I can see the two. Like why would they both were up for it? Oh yeah. I and mean, Gladiator just had the special effects because it was like it was very Titanic esque in the way it was the scenery and the Colosseum and yeah. Well, I think the biggest achievement on Gladiator was them um, making Proximo more of a character because that actor died. Yeah. Because we talked about him. Yeah, we on, talked uh, about that. I remember which episode? Uh, was. Baron Munchausen. We talked that about because that was yeah. he was the giant guy. I forget his name. Uh, we meet, uh, and then it just cuts straight yeah. to, uh, we meet uh, Kevin Bacon is in this, uh-huh. he's our lead, uh, his name is Sebastian Kane, Dr. Right. Sebastian Kane. Uh, and, he's kind of on a computer, he's, uh-huh. and, and all the computers in this, because uh, I'm looking at the computer, you're like, well, what kind of computer is that? And I'm looking at the screen, and the screen says Nokia on it, like, I didn't know Nokia made computer screens. Well, this is, but every making, every uh, computer screen in this movie says Nokia. Yeah, right? like Nokia dropped some money. I think so because well, I think they were expecting Nokia to be a, a bigger contender with the uh, tech. But they were just around this time. They just made good cell phones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, do they even still make cell phones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they still do. Didn't they make the like the the, the real cheap ones you could buy at a yeah the ones that Seven Eleven like you could catch like on a fire brick. burn them yeah just, like nothing they were like indestructible. Uh, he's he's on a computer. He's trying to like do like kind of like a DNA type of things. It's like a simulation. Yeah, simulation, and it it, it fails. Um, and then he kind of he looks so he looks up and like on his ceiling, it's like uh, you, should you should be, be working. working. Yeah, it's a little bit of a reminder. And then he looks out the window, and this lady, like I guess you know, is across the alley. Yeah, big ass windows. I mean, it's kind of she. Got, yeah, and she's not shy. She's, she's not got shy. Her, she's just blinds open. She's taking her clothes off, and he's kind of just watching her. Well, and casual then, voyeurism. And then you know she cuts shuts the curtains, and he's like, oh damn. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was sort of hints at his uh, his mania later in the movie because he, he already... He's already kind of a horny dude. He's already kind of a narcissist and, and uh, you know, a sociopath with a god complex. And that, that theme comes into play uh, heavily throughout the movie. Uh, as he's walking around, he actually f- he goes, I figured it out. He's like, I'm a yeah. goddamn genius. He runs yeah, back I'm to the computer. I'm a goddamn genius. Uh, basically figures out. And then he calls um, Linda, and that's uh, played by Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth they, Shue. They call her Lynn. So if I say Lynn or Linda, that's what we're talking about. And you would recognize Elizabeth Shue. She was in Back to the Future 2. Yeah. Because she replaced, she replaced what's her the, name. Yeah. Um, so um, she was in. Leaving Las Vegas. She was in The Saint, which we've mentioned a, a few times. a great movie. I forgot about Adventures that. Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, the Karate Kid, man. She oh, was yeah. The Karate she's Kid. The, she's. No, she's the girlfriend. She's the girlfriend, yeah. yeah. And as we mentioned at the at the beginning here, she's also in The Boys, that superhero show where she's sort of like the uh, wrangler yeah, she's of like all the, 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 the head team. person. She's not even superpowered either. No, she's just smart. Uh, and also, he's, he calls, says he cracked the code. Elizabeth, she was looking sexy in this movie. Yeah, she's, uh, she's still serving up looks. Uh, and she's sleeping with uh, another person that we know named Josh Brolin. Oh, Mr. Brolin. Uh, he plays Matthew Kensington in this. They're all kind of, they're all doctors. Yeah, I um, think Brolin was about. Uh, I think they were all in their like mid to late thirties. Something I think like that. Kevin Bacon was like thirty eight, or his character's thirty eight. I know that, but he was probably a bit older than that because I think he's in his seventies now. Kevin Bacon. I think so, my guy. I don't know. Yeah, hey, that sounds about right. He was yeah. born in fifty eight. So he's my dad's age. So he's sixty. Okay, he's in his sixty one, turning sixty one. Okay. And of course, everyone knows Josh Brolin. Most recently, made a turn 62, as a, a major villain in uh, Thanos. So here he is, pre-Thanos, uh, yeah. <laughs> pre-Deadpool, yeah, post- pre-Jonah Hex, <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, uh, post Goonies, post Goonies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, and then there's some 2000 music. I mean, it's very the music while he's driving. Like Kane drives a Porsche. You know, yeah. you can just kind of tell he makes money and he's kind of a douche. Some of those songs were so early 2000s. I looked up uh, two of the bands that were featured because he always listened to some kind of like alternative rock music. And yeah. one of the bands was called Sana. And I completely forgot about this band. I was never really a fan of theirs, but they always turned up in like compilation albums for like, you know, music magazines back in that time. And they were called Sana. Sana. Yeah. And uh, then there was a, another band uh, you hear later when he leaves the compound, which we'll come to. And it, the, there's a woman singing, and the band is called Skunk Anansi. And I've never actually listened. Wait, wait, Skunk a Nazi? Skunk Anansi or Anansi. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing oh, the, okay. it Oh, right. okay. I thought you meant like, like a skunk a Nazi. No, no, no. Skunk, okay. Well, you can skunk a Nazi skunk all you a want. Nazi. Skunk them. Skunk them right up. But uh, that the only reason I know that band is because on the – I can't, I can't remember what album, what year it was, uh, but the album Home from Seven Dust, there's a song on there uh, called, I can't even remember what it's called, but there's a vocal, a female vocalist on there with John Witherspoon. And when I was a kid, I was really into that, that genre of music. And, and so I really liked that song, but never got into the band. Yeah. And so I'm looking up, you know, the the artists who are on the soundtrack. I was like, oh shit, Skunk Anansi. I remember that fucking name but i never got into the band and so i was like all right well that's that's kind of fun very you know appropriate for this time period uh kane's driving around his porsche he's going to a government facility this takes place in washington dc um he pulls up to like it's like an old factory you know just all shabby but there's armed guards brick yeah uh, it's like foundry looking place yeah and uh, he pulls up you know there's armed guards and then he gets into like this elevator and it just goes straight down like into 
the fucking basement. We kind of glossed over the, the the video call that he had with uh, Elizabeth Shue's oh, character. Yeah, so yeah, when he calls Elizabeth Shue, yeah. Linda, to to be like, I, I figured it out. It's like a video call, and it's you know, and we've talked about this before. High it's, resolution because yeah. when we remember copycat, like yeah. how perfect the Skype call was or something. Impossible. Yeah. Like calls today are not that clear. No, it was, <laughs> it was it was 1080p in the year 2000. Yeah, and, and, uh, like everything was synced up. There was no delay. Impossible. Um, uh, the yeah, uh, he. Yeah, he goes down. Um, goes to the lab. Yeah, and then we see that there's a bunch of invisible animals in cages right. and stuff like that. Some of them aren't invisible. There's like a dog. There's monkeys. It's just, you know, research facility. Right. Um, an invisible, you see, um, excuse me, Josh Brolin, his yeah. character. He's kind of- uh, He's walking around like observing the observing animals, the animals with it, these thermal goggles. That's the get, only way they can- uh, He gets bit by the gorilla. Yeah, he's trying to feed the gorilla. He gets bit, and you, we get a little piece of exposition where he talks about how- when an animal is under or gone, as they use the, yeah, the phrase. Yeah, when they're invisible, they start to invisible. lose their mind. Yeah, there's a certain, uh, it does something to the brain. A- and aggressive. Yeah, because there's even a, a point where even though you are invisible, you can't shut your eyes because your eyes are now transparent. Your eyelids are. Yeah. So it's like you can never blink, and that, that's got to drive someone mad. Oh, yeah, pretty much. You can't sleep, can't do anything. Um, the gorilla escapes, so they put on like these thermal goggles. They're hunting the gorilla down. They end up tranking the gorilla. Yeah. Um, we meet another character named Sarah. She's kind of like the veterinarian. That's Kim Dickens. Yep, Kim Dickens. She is familiar as well. I can't rightly remember what else she was in. Uh, she was in Thank You for Smoking. She wasn't in like House on a Haunted Hill or anything. Gone Girl. Oh, man, she might have been. Kind of has that look. She's in Fear, Fear the Walking Dead lately. I think that's the okay. biggest role she has right now. She's one of the main characters on that. Uh, she was in Lost. Um, Deadwood. Let's see. Uh, the Gift. Do you remember The Gift with Kate uh, Blanchett? Mercury Rising. She was in that. That's a good movie. I like Mercury Rising. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find some older stuff that she did before. Well, you can keep looking. I'll, I'll just talk a little bit. Go ahead. Um, hey, uh, the, you meet the vet. Uh, pretty much The Sarah and Kane don't really get along very well. No, because Sarah's the vet, and she wants to care for the animals. But they keep dying. They keep, you know. Yeah, and Kane is like, after they successful. We'll we'll, get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, It cuts to, they have the gorilla who's invisible on, like, a table, which, and they have gorillas, like, strapped down. One, I wonder how the hell they got the gorilla on top of that table. Yeah, what you know, they, they got it's a like, forklift it's like a, nine, it's, like a, it's like a one ton animal right there. Are they that heavy? I don't know. 900 pounds? I feel like, yeah, oh, well. You know. Maybe even even 500 pounds would be. Uh, they inject a formula in, into the gorilla, um, which is supposed to, like, revert it back to right. um, being normal, not invisible. <laughs> and this is where we get some pretty cool graphics. Yeah. You, you kind of, you see, like, the veins start to show up, his heart, you know, basically the gorilla <laughs> is... Coming back, so you're right. saying from it goes layer by layer. It yeah. starts from their, uh, you know, their their vascular system, and then, and then you the, see nervous the nervous system, system and then, the yeah. muscular system. It it's all, awesome. It all comes back layer by layer until finally the skin on the outer side. Um, and, and the it's it's it goes in a cat cardiac arrest, like it's, it's right because they've been having problems. Uh, they end up saving the gorilla; it doesn't die. Yeah, you know, and it was successful. They're like, oh my god, the formula like, fucking works. It. We did it. Yay! So they, right before they, uh, you know, yeah, this they is, leave the lab. Is this that? This what is I was where just about to talk about the where the scuffle between Sarah, yeah, and Kane? yeah. She sa- he says, okay, great. I want to have this gorilla scheduled for vivisection, you know. And she's like, we just saved its life, and now you want to kill it. And he's like, I'm not running a zoo. Yeah, he's like, I want to open its brain up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're here to do a job, and you you want to protect these animals, which I mean is sort of her 
her MO, any any uh, doctor who takes like a, I don't know if vets take a Hippocratic oath. <laughs> Because that would be awfully, awfully uh, uh, hypocritical. <laughs> Hippocratic, but also hypocritical. hypocritical if they're saving animals but going home and having like a you know a chicken dinner. Uh, yeah, uh, I, can see that. <laughs> I don't know how that works for some vets. Are most vets vegetarians? Comment below. So yeah, <laughs> Kane and Sarah they're kind of like fuck you, fuck you, and then they all go to dinner. Yeah, didn't he say something like, uh, "Why does every time you say yes, sir, sound like fuck, fuck you?" you. Yeah, just like practice. Um, yeah, so they have a big celebratory they have a big dinner. Celebratory. Uh, you kind of see that um, Kane and Lynn have a sexual past. Like yeah, they used to date because I think they all went to school together and stuff like that. Right. Um, or, yeah, I think so. And they they were like colleagues who became lovers, and then she like dumped him uh, because of his you know tendencies to be a narcissist and whatever eccentricities he uh, you know exhibits. After the dinner, like, you know, because they're having, like, a little, like, you know, he's like, hey, you still miss me. Yeah, he tries to kiss her, and she, like, dodges it. Yeah. It's just a weird dynamic. Well, yeah, you see a lot of that. uh, Throughout the the, movie. Yeah, and it's more than just him. Like, the camera also has that male gaze going on. You see, I think the only woman whose breasts you don't see is Janice, the one uh, tech that works with the guy up in in their control room. Yeah, I think that's it. She's the only one you don't see that that that. Well, actually, you kind of do because there's a scene where I don't she's think peeing. You see, I don't think you see the Elizabeth shoe titties. No, but this. you see her in scantily clad moments. Yeah, she's peeling panties off her and shit like that. Her and Josh so. Brolin going to town on occasion. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kane shows up. He's like he's walking around the lab. It's late at night. Yeah. And he, he, he pets like the invisible dog and he kind of whispers. He's like, "What's it?" Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. What's it like? You can clearly tell he's like, I want to do this. And then it instantly goes to uh, this clip. Now, they're, because they're a government research facility, they have right. to give updates to a committee, and right. I kind of have a little clip here for that. Years ago, this committee gave me a very specific and challenging task to successfully phase shift a human being out of quantum sync with the visible universe and return him safely with no after effects. Well, we found that sending them to Never Neverland was easy. It's the getting them back that's hard. So it's a little quiet right here because they're watching a video of an ape pretty much right. dying. Or a gorilla. And it's pretty gruesome. Primary DNA strands decaying on you? Along with cellular bond instability. How have you solved the problem? I haven't. What? But we're close. just need more time mm-hmm. ever since you walked into my classroom in your freshman year I knew that you were different and over the years your genius has been most impressive thank you dr. Kramer well don't thank me yet this committee has given you remarkable leeway We've tolerated your personal eccentricities as well as your need for privacy. And I assure you, our patience is running out. If we don't get results and get them soon, your genius will cease to impress me. And if you can't make it work, I'll find another Sebastian Kane who can. What the fuck just happened in there? Yeah, this better be goddamn good. I wasn't ready for them to know yet. Yeah, so Sebastian lies to the Pentagon about their results because he wants to conduct the final phase independently. Um, And the experiment or the name for what they do, the invisibility process, is known as quantum reversion. (coughs) 
And so, after this, they go. Uh, you, the scene jumps to another one with uh, Elizabeth Shue and Josh Brolin having like their their intimacy. And it uh, turns out she reveals to Josh Brolin's character that her and Kane used to date, and their relationship together is 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 a secret. They're trying to keep it from Sebastian Kane and from having him know anything about it because one, I think it's professionally unethical for what they're doing, and two, they don't want his his narcissistic you know bullshit to come out on them and and ruin you know what they're working on, and so. Uh, they get back to their lab, and uh, and so uh, Kane is uh, volunteering or, or putting himself through this process. Yeah, phase three, I it's, think is what they call it. Yeah, right? phase three. And so uh, everybody's back in the lab. They're gearing up to do it, and uh, they get everything prepped. Uh, and this is when uh, you get a, you get the the Superman joke. We do, and I have a little clip of this. I mean, because I remember watching this, and this one stuck out. Yeah, yeah, really, this joke stuck out, especially when you're you know seventh grade or something. Yeah, and you're, you're like, like <laughs> <laughs> you hear something funny. So here it is. Hang on, this. Hey. Did you ever hear the one about Superman and Wonder Woman? Stop planning around. No, come on, this is a good one. Superman is flying over Metropolis, right? He's horny as hell, and he's checking out the rooftops, and all of a sudden he sees Wonder Woman sunning herself on the roof of the Justice League, okay? I mean, she's lying there, buck naked, spread eagle, looking like she wants to be fucked, right? So Superman, he says to himself, oh my God, I gotta get myself some of that Wonder Pussy. But then, he realizes that he could fly down, do a little fast pumping and be gone before she even knows it because he's Superman, right? He's faster than a speeding bullet, right? So Superman, he swoops down, he fucks her so quick she doesn't even see him. Wonder Woman sits up, says, what the fuck was that? And the invisible man says, I don't know, but my asshole is killing me. That's funny, right? <laughs> That's always such a good little fucking joke. Um, so it came becomes the sub the subject. Um, I remember saying that joke a couple times myself, yeah. probably with uh, less uh, uh, less uh, better results. <laughs> oh, and, and and also before this, um, I was it, I wrote something down something. I, I oh I, Elizabeth Shue and Brolin action is this the yeah that was yeah. that was uh, shortly that? before this yeah okay. I, I I crossed over that yeah, um and in this scene there was a couple things I remember you know okay all right. Seeing this again as an adult, you realize, okay, the Invisible Man wasn't part of the DC universe, but there is a—I'm sure there are plenty of superheroes within the DC who uh, have that power, namely Martian Manhunter. Yeah. So you could easily replace Invisible Man with Martian Manhunter, and the joke would fit. <laughs> and the joke would fit. <laughs> so when he's getting ready for the injection, like you know, he just takes off his clothes. He's naked. He's and, needlessly naked. Yeah. I think that's just part of his. Uh, is he's his like, eccentric. ladies, please, this is science. Yeah, because as soon as he hops on the table, he throws a sheet over him. And none of the clothing that he wears is affected by the serum, so I don't know why he needed to be. Yeah, naked. I don't know. Just some oh, also, you know, swinging. I, I kind of went went we kind of went over this a little bit. We were talking about the gorilla. The the scene with the gorilla and the special effects were were the reversed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later, when they're moving the gorilla, that is actually like a full body animatronic suit uh, worn by an actor. It was like a very Mighty Joe Young kind of. It was suit. incredibly it was really cool looking, and uh, there was also when they do the scenes where. You see the animal through the thermal goggles. Mm -hmm. uh, they actually did film that with a thermal uh, lens, and all they would do is just take hair dryers to the suit first, and then film it. Oh, that's so cool. it was so a real heat, heat signature. Oh, that's yeah, cool. really cool. Um, also, it, when there was a part in when they're bringing the when there's when they're zapping the fucking gorilla at the beginning, yeah, like to bring him back to life, yeah. you know. Um, every time he got zapped with electricity, you'd see his whole body whew, come back like it was a real gorilla, and then go right back down. Oh yeah, so yeah, it was saw, interesting. It's full, full visibility yeah, it's whenever full it got form. shocked. 
Um, Kane injects himself with the uh, the antidote or whatever. Not antidote. The serum, I guess. Um, and then this is when shit hits the fan. He's like, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. It's not working. And then right. he's like, oh, I feel something. Yeah. And you get some more cool CGI action. And uh, yeah. he's pretty much... You, you he see goes in this skin, and it's incredibly yeah. painful for him. There's even a cool point where uh, one of his uh, uh, control room people who watch all their their, their uh, vitals from this certain room, he says, are you ready in heaven? Because if the room is above the, the lab floor. Yeah. So they refer to it as heaven, which kind of plays into the whole God complex that he has. And that was the... Uh, it, did the, you get the full clip of that guy uh, talking about, you know... Uh, you will be punished for playing. Oh, uh, I don't think so. We just got the, yeah, the just end the, of that clip. Yeah, oh, just okay. the end of that clip. All right. Also, the guy who played the gorilla. I, I know we keep cocked. Yeah, keep he's been jumping the, back to the gorilla. Oh, the gorilla. The the gorilla was was uh, this guy Tom Woodruff Jr., uh, who also worked in in the special effects for uh, the movie The Sixth Day, also on Starship Troopers, Death Becomes Her. He was the lead alien in Alien Resurrection. Uh, he does does a lot of the like you know body and, and creature uh, stuff, and creature stuff, and, and you know suits and shit like that. Um, he was in the Zookeeper with Kevin James. He played a gorilla in Old Dogs with uh, Tim Allen and oh, John yeah, Travolta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. That in, fun, uh, the Assistant, or ever see the Cirque? William Duf- H Macy was in that too. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, in in uh, Cirque du Freak, that uh, the Vampire's Assistant, that fucking I didn't see that. I didn't either. I didn't care. John C. Riley was in it. He was the Wolfman in that. He was the alien in Alien vs. Predator. Uh, he does a lot of like creature fucking costumes. He was in Elektra. Um, he's he's the lead primate in. He does primates a lot in Evolution. Remember that one with David Duchovny oh, and Sean yeah. William Scott. Yeah, we're uh, a weird movie. He's Kiki the gorilla in Seven Days. <laughs> he's Stevie the gorilla in Chicago Hope. <laughs> Maybe he's just like <laughs> he, he was the bull in Michael. Uh, and he was the lion and a crocodile in Jumanji, and he played Goro in Mortal Kombat. Jesus, yeah, dude, That's pretty much been in yeah. everything. He's, uh, he, and he, oh, he was even a graboid in Tremors, <laughs> also starring Kevin Bacon. Look at those connections. Everything goes to Kevin. Hit the Bacon. button. Oh, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta cue it up. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rios. Okay, let's get back on track. Here. Uh, so he pretty much he he goes invisible. They think he's gonna die. He right. doesn't die. He like sleeps for he goes like he kind of comatose. Like, comatose for yeah. like seventeen hours before he wakes up and he immediately complains about the light. Yeah, because he again he can't when his, I, even when I he closes it. his eyes yep. he doesn't have any eyelids to block his yeah. eyes. Um, he kind of plays with the team a little bit, kind of being a dick. You know, he's like, I'm over here. I think like, touching him stuff like that. Well, that was also a unique trick that didn't require a whole lot of like major special effects. They literally just put speakers around the set and played. Kevin Bacon's voice through them at each interval that allowed the group to, to react to various directions of where he might be. Now, also, you said that uh, I, I know you're probably going to mention this, but like Kevin Bacon was wearing a green suit. He wore a multitude of different kinds of suits, suits depending on so that where he they could were act filming. with the people, right? Because yeah. so they tried to like, don't look, you know, look at the yeah, fucking tennis ball. Tennis it's ball like, no, it was stick. Kevin Bacon. Okay, they literally did that, and and you can tell uh, that because this is uh, this movie's twenty years old, and the effects in this really they're hold really up. They yeah they look do. really good. Uh, you can tell what's you know that it's CG at certain points, but it's the kind of CG you can tell they put a lot of heavy work into. There's even a clip, or not a clip, but a video I saw from like extras from the movie, where they they literally rebuilt anatomically correct from the base, like all the way down to the last capillary, of uh, Kevin Bacon in in a in a uh, a computer uh, program. Yeah, 
built him from the ground up, all anatomically correct, all the way up, just the same way they did the gorilla from his base systems all the way up to, you know, his, his outer layer of his body. All the way they, to the epidermis. Yeah. And they even, uh, like, each layer had, like, some 5,000 megapixels or something or, or whatever ungodly amount. It, they had to use supercomputers, like, rows of them, like That's you would insane. see at NASA, just to create this effect. And they even later donated this program to science so they can use it uh, for whatever educational purposes. Um, go Hollywood. Yeah, go Hollywood. <laughs> like, advances in science. So if there's anything that great came out of this movie other than being a cult classic, like there's some scientific uh, contributions. Um, there's even, uh, okay, so when, when he is on set, he's actually physically acting with the other actors, so that's why it always looks so natural. Uh, he would either wear an entirely green bodysuit with mocap spots on his yeah. face, not, not as advanced as what we see today, um, but he would wear that and they'd paint his face green. Uh, or like in the underwater scenes, they give him a black suit because of the way it contrasted with the light. They f it filmed a lot better that way. Or he'd be in a blue suit, depending on what they need to do with, you know, the effects and the lighting. Not an expert on any of that, but there's lots of footage out there where you can you can go in and watch. Kevin it. Bacon was wearing a lot of spandex. He was, he was, and and one of the biggest challenges I think the crew had was trying not to laugh, uh, at the lead, uh, <laughs> in this movie and and. Uh, this was even voted on some award ceremony for some obscure awards as being the best, most unintentionally funny, funny movie. Yeah, like because the, the writing some is supposed to be serious, awards, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't. Think, I think this was before Razzies. Maybe I'm not even really sure. No, Razzies. I think were around. Right, well, yeah, yeah, I think they've been around since like twenty. They've been around years. for a while. Okay. So um, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, he's playing with the team. Kane. Uh, he has to stay in isolation, basically in the facility. Um. So he has to be watched around the clock. <laughs> Um, Sarah, the vet, is taking the first shift. Yeah. And she's watching him. He's trying to sleep. He can't sleep. So right. King gets up and Sarah falls asleep. So Kane yeah. kind of goes in and gets a little... Uh, gets a little frisky with he her. He cops a feel, pretty much. He yeah, you see her blouse her unbuttoned. And her boob pop he out. And pops a titty out and gives the nipple a twist. Yep, and she wakes up. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And she looks up and he's not in bed. And then when she looks back down, he lays back in bed. Yeah. And she's like, you know, she doesn't say anything, but. I wondered how they achieved this effect, too, because this could have been a CGI. I think it was. CGI booby. Or. Because the way, the way it was being manipulated it, by nothing made it look like, okay, is there titty CG there or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I remember, again, I remember watching this as a kid and going, oh, shit. There's also um, the the other, the tech the, the tech lady. Um, I wrote her Janice? Name. Yeah, Janice. She goes to the bathroom. And yeah, he's in the bathroom, and she like throws on the thermals and looks around, and, and like he's gone. But you can see like heat from the urinal, from the urinal. Yeah, and he, she's like, "What the fuck?" So you, you just kind of tell that you know they're not. I guess the male gaze did affect her too because the, the camera lingered on like their side of her leg and her butt when she's peeing. And, and the team is talking about Kane in the conference room. Yeah, and he's just openly. sitting there, and they don't even see him because he's just naked. You have an invisible there. guy in your fucking laboratory with just, nowhere else to go, and you're speaking openly about him, disparaging what he may or may not do. And he's fucking sitting right there listening to all you idiots. Now, and Kane kind of talks to Lynn at one point, and he gets a little, uh, little freaky with her. He's, <laughs> he wants, he wants to, he's down to clown. Yeah. Because he's like, we've talked about this before. He's like, you I'm know? invisible now. Isn't that freaky enough yeah. for you? Does that do anything for you? And she she kind of, like, nah. Um, What is it they're going to? Well, they, they they tried to restore him. A few yeah, days they, had gone by. And they're going they're they're like, to try to, to deface Kane, and something's not right. He can't breathe. He starts ripping through the <clears> straps. <throat> he punches out one of the technicians. Yeah, he hits Greg Gunberg, um, who you may have known. He was also in Heroes. 
Uh, he played Parkman. <laughs> Matt Parkman. I think he wasn't he the guy who could like touch people and see their. I never watched Heroes. So I don't know. Uh, I like see their future or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I can't rightly or like remember. A or, dead or, zone or, type or of thing. Kinda. He may not see actual events. He sees what their essence and what uh, they're about. Like an aura. I think. Type of thing. Uh, I, it's been a while, but he's he has most recently been seen in the uh, Star Wars um, movies. The most recent ones. Oh, you were he plays me that. one of the rebel pilots. Uh, they give him CPR. He goes back invisible, and so they decide to make him a latex mask. You know, they're like pouring latex on him, which is kind of cool. And I think this is where the term "hollow man" comes from because you because see you through get, the eyes and the mouth, and there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing it, yeah. there. Um, ten days invisible. He, Kane's starting to lose his mind because he's been in the facility for like ten days. Yeah, and he also pukes at one point, and there's no you can't, can't see, see the see vomit. It. Yeah. So does that mean everything he produces? I guess is also invisible. Maybe his bile is. Yeah. Like his shit is clear. Everything. His pee is clear. Like, if he were to eat something, would you see it digest because the food isn't produced by him? Would you see it go through the I, processes? I was wondering if they were going to do that. They did that in Memoirs of an Invisible Man. You ever seen that one with Chevy no, Chase? No, I haven't. He, like, takes a drink or eats something. Yeah, you can see it go through. And you see him, like, he's like, uh-oh, I'm about to puke. You can see his, his shit coming uh, back up. Yeah. Uh, Kane ends up leaving the compound. Yeah. He's like, I'm going out. Yeah, he's like, and you know, they're like, well, the, uh, whatever his name is, the you can't the other tech Gunberg, guy, yeah. Gunberg, yeah. He's like Carter. I think his name is Carter. Carter. He's so. like, you can't leave. He's like, you made this rule. He's like, well, I'm changing my rule. So he goes out. He yeah. drives around. Um, at one point, he scares two <clears throat> kids because yeah. they're like, oh, that man looks creepy. That looks crazy. Car. Like shows the the empty eye uh, sockets like, ah, and ah, opens his mouth. And the kids and are like, screaming. What the fuck? Uh, King goes home. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and then he sees that lady across the street again. Uh-huh. And they make a, a little callback to the "you should be working" thing. He looks up he looks at the up, ceiling, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, he's right there. I should." And, and, he, and he's thinking to himself, "He's like, oh, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this." And he goes, "Who's like, going to find gonna him? know?" Yeah. So, uh, as he, as Voy Pronto so eloquently put it, very rapey. Yeah, uh, I wrote down rapey mind. Um, you know, he t- he takes off the mask. He rings the doorbell. Pretty much sneaks into this lady's house, and it's it's very uh. POV style. Uh, it's just yeah. It's like you can see him. She's going like in. getting out of the shower, and yeah. he rings the doorbell. She Nobody's opens there. the door. Yeah, but well, she, she's awfully liberal with like how well, like where where she chooses to expose herself because she leaves her windows open for anyone to see, and then she just steps out in the hallway and nothing but like a a negligee. Yeah, like a little <laughs> satin robe. Yeah, uh, and she's like kind of brushing her hair. He moves the mirror a little bit. She knows something's up. And she's then, gorgeous woman. This yeah. is uh, this is Rona Mitra. She's been in some stuff. She yeah, she was in um a couple of uh Neil Marshall movies. I think she was in Doomsday. She was the lead in Doomsday where she she crushed it in that role. She also was uh the replacement Sonya in the Underworld series that nobody knew wasn't Kate Beckinsale until for closer inspection. <laughs> <clears throat> uh I want to see her say uh so he he yeah you see some boobies uh, he yeah. attacks her and she's pretty like much moving he's moving the vanity mirror yeah and, fucking and she's with like her. what 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 and Ugh. then he just it, he goes in for the kill type of stuff it now do, it doesn't show that he does it so yeah you don't see an explicit don't know rape scene it's you just don't know, implied yeah it's just implied and I think later on you know he uh, he's talking to the technician later yeah later yeah. but Lynn um you know the, the the technician guy calls Lynn and is like he left so. They're like, where are we going to find him? I don't know. So he, she goes to his apartment, finds mm-hmm. out that he took off the mask yep. and all that stuff. <clears throat> he goes um, back to the which apartment. You're waiting for her to like turn around and look yeah. at the thing, but she yeah. doesn't do it. And the POV does that thing where he's like just tucking behind a corner. And I'm like, why would you do that if you're yeah, invisible? He's, yeah, he's, he's like hiding behind a corner. So and you no made a good point. You. you said it's probably just instinctive. Instinct, yeah. yeah. Human nature to hide. Well, like, hide. Oh, I'm going to be in trouble. I'm exposed, yeah. Um, and how, how much more exposed would you feel unless you were like invisible? Because you literally are naked. 
in order to be completely invisible. So talk about that feeling of like just being just walking around exposed. naked, exposed. Yeah. yeah, no one can see vulnerable. you. Vulnerable. I guess you get used to it. I don't know. Nudist colonies. Um, <laughs> not not my style. <laughs> the team is like uh, kind of getting guns ready, and then Kane comes back. Uh huh. Because they're like, yeah, we're, we're gonna trank his trank. ass. Yeah, yeah like, we gotta like, put him like, down. We have to. Um, there's a really great shot. Oh, where, the fly. This is the fly scene after that. Yeah. Before before they head back to the lab, there's a really great shot where he goes back to his apartment and like washes his face, and he's looking at water. himself in the mirror, and you see the water like just dripping at, on, in thin air on on his face. It's a re- I think it's a really good shot. It looks it's, really great. It's really the cool. CG. I mean, it just it it's really holds up. Awesome. Yeah. Um. The, there's a scene next to you. You know, he's there's a fly buzzing around him. He's invisible. They're doing like uh, yeah. brain scans. <clears throat> And he just, you know, well, this is where yeah. Kane is talking to Carter about his night out. Yeah, he's like, so what Carter's did you do? Like, he's oh, like, cool. Yeah, he's like, did you have fun out there? He's yeah. like, he's like, well, you know, there was this girl. There was this girl, and he's like, what? He's like, Ooh, did you mess with her? You? Yeah, I scared her. Yeah, I might have scared her, and I don't know if that was supposed to imply. Did he only just scare her and then peace know. out, or did he know. did he slide? I don't know. I think ah. we don't know. Ah, he's so sinister. Yeah. Another interesting. He's point. pretty rapey in this movie. He's completely rapey. Yeah. I mean, like to more than one person. Uh, another interesting point about this movie that I think is uh, very rare is very, very seldomly do you see the lead in a movie who is also the antagonist, the antagonist yeah. and the main villain, uh, you know, and root against him. So, like, he's he's the main like he's top billing. You know, he is the hollow man. And even when you see the movie poster, it's slightly confusing because you see his face and Elizabeth Shue's face. Well, there's. And then below that is an image of him, you know, you know, covered in water, holding a crowbar. Well, there's al- there's also the like that's the one poster I put up. There's yeah. also a poster where it's like a white kind of face. Yeah, and, just, and like with black eyes. And, and I think that's Hollow a, Man. I, I think, think that's that a was better. The, we can use that one photo. Well, uh, I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't put together the thing yet. Well, I mean, but, whichever, whichever, it doesn't matter yeah. for the, Look at the sake posters. of our. Yeah, yeah uh, but in the instance where somebody who hasn't seen the movie looks it up and they see that post they're gonna be like oh it's Kevin Bacon and Elizabeth Shue trying to fight an invisible guy yeah a water not dude. him but it's also him, <laughs> it's him. your brain just <laughs> it's, it's, yeah it's just movie posters are weird like that <laughs> oh my <Okay>. god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is another attempt at yeah. them creating a reversion serum and it fails as well uh, and, and yeah you talked briefly about how there's a fly yeah, in there's there. a fly around there and he kind of you see him you know he's like swatting at it yeah. I, I thought because you were asking about it when we were watching like what's with the fly I was like, with the fly yeah. I was like oh, maybe I don't know maybe it's a nod I, I thought maybe it was a nod to Psycho because at the very end of Psycho he's, uh, Norman, very Norman well Bates is like I won't even swat the fly on my hand you know yeah and, and like I that. thought that, that could be a, a nod to that but I also thought it, it's you know treating him in in that god complex that yeah, he that, has, where the, he's like, I, I can have do control. anything. Yeah, here I have with life in my hands, and I can extinguish. And you see it. the you see the fly because he has it in his hand, but of course he's invisible. You see the fly like right, bouncing, just bouncing around, around inside his fist. It. Yeah, um, Lynn pretty much has a nightmare because you you see her sleeping, and then like you know knee like imprints on her bed, uh-huh. uh, unbuttoning her shirt, pulling her pants off, right. and then her legs kind of go boom like that, and she wakes up, yeah, all freaked out. And this was like right after she had gotten under his skin by saying, you know, I don't know what, you know, uh, annoys you more or kills you more is the fact that you don't have a life or that I do. Yeah. And that makes him think, who does she, who is she fucking? Who fucking, yeah. Who are you? Who, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Th- then we're back at the lab. That's when they're trying to find the cure and it gets to like 96% and then fails. Yeah. Uh, he also creates a surveillance loop. Um, this is when he discovers. Yeah, that's, that's right after this. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's, it's. Because they, they, they fail the thing, and then he makes the uh, the camera loop and escapes again, and that's when he goes and spies on Lynn and sees yeah. that 
sees that she's, that she's with Bone and Brolin. Matt, yeah. And he breaks a window, like smashes yeah. it. And then she calls the lab. And he's like, no, he's, no, still he's right here. here. But it's the loop. Uh, and then Kane goes back to the lab and he's walking around. And he's pissed off. What the it's fuck? fucking raging about it. Yeah. yeah, he's like, she. why does she want me? Blah, blah. And then the dog, that invisible dog is barking. Dude, this yeah. is a rough scene. Yeah, it's pretty rough. It's the, probably the roughest. Yeah, the invisible dog's barking. He's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then he, he opens up the thing and he picks up the dog and he's like, just no one's going to know. And he it. just, I mean, he's, yeah, he just, he, it explodes. picks it by the tail and just fucking baseball I think he had it by the, he had it by the two front uh, the, the four front legs. legs or whatever yeah and he just he slams it and you just see blood go this also made me think I didn't I didn't bring it up when we were mm-hmm. watching it but in the scene initially when he shoves the tech Carter he flies kind of far and lands into like a toolbox and 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 then when he smashes that dog, like breaking a dog open like a fucking uh, it's the, orange, it's, is, the, it's the aggression, you know. Maybe it's like the adrenaline. Yeah, just, is yeah, that because yeah. he, he seems to have some kind of like? Well, dude, you've heard of people like natural strength, like, like mothers like picking up fucking cars to save children and shit like that. Yeah, and, I'm sure. You know. Yeah, I have heard that before, but this is like isn't it a, a moment of extreme stress and and duress where oh, you know abilities like that will manifest? I think it's it's something. Uh, to do maybe there's some other hidden side effect of the serum that's you know going through his veins like he's he's not only invisible but because he's detached from quantumly from this reality and and I know science movies throw out the term quantum for a bunch of things just it's to just make the, it sound yeah. uh you know <clears throat> complex because quantum mechanics is beyond me or <laughs> just about everybody uh but I think there is some kind of like supernatural strength or maybe unnatural strength rather that he that he, he gains as a result of this uh you know this transformation that he's uh going through uh we realize that like uh, lynn comes back and, and she finds the the loop on the camera yeah and <clears throat> and, and the dog dead yeah and, and they decide okay yeah, they're like we're time to bust this we're gonna open. go yeah we're gonna go to the committee we're gonna tell them what we did we're so sorry blah 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 blah. and th- this is where we, this is where we find out that everybody else in the team didn't know that they weren't fucking Supposed yeah. to go to phase three. Yeah, you know? and so now everybody's, you know. Super pissed. Too far in. Yeah, they're too far in. To, uh, you know, save their own stuff. They're like, all right, well, we got. I guess we got to take matters into our own hands. So they, they go to the, what's the name of that guy? Dr. Kramer. Dr. Kramer. Yeah, but I mean, what's the actor's name? He's been in a bunch of shit. I got it while you talk. Cool. So they go to Dr. Kramer's house. That's the guy you kind of heard earlier in the clip. That's like, well, if you fuck up, I'll find another Dr. Kane, that guy. Um, Lynn and Matthew, Josh Brolin, they go and they talk to him. They tell him what's up. And he's like, well, you guys fucked up. You should just clean out your desks. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, We're he, beyond apologies at yeah, this but, point. Yeah. But, uh, the Invisible Man, Hollow Man is watching. Kane yep. is watching him. Uh, the doctor goes back inside. And this is the same doctor who was speaking in that earlier yeah, I just clip. That, yeah. oh, okay, you did? Okay. Um, uh, and this actor yeah. is uh, a one Mr. William Devane. That's it. He was in, um, let's see, he was in Payback, uh, Space Cowboys, Interstellar. Uh, just to, like those are probably his top. You know, uh, uh, movies that you would know him uh, from. Bad Turn Worse. Uh, I've actually seen that, and that was pretty good. Um, he was the president in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Remember when they were doing, like, they were choosing whether or not to nuke Gotham? He he played the president. Um, let's see. What else was he in? Da, 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 a lot of TV. A lot of TV. A lot of TV. Oh, lots but of TV. You would Holy recognize shit. the guy's face. Stargate, uh, 24. Yeah, you'd recognize him. He always plays some kind of authority figure. He was the Secretary of State, I think, in the West Wing. Yeah, uh, yeah, he I was. Believe. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a good actor. Well seasoned actor. Uh, he goes inside. His wife comes down. She's like, "What's up?" He's like, "Oh, I got to call a bunch of generals." Yeah, he's just like, or er, er, uh, a screw up at work." She's like, yeah. "How bad of a screw up? Yeah. Enough to wake a few generals." generals. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to the phone. 
it, he starts dialing. The phone goes dead. He's like, what the hell? And he's like trying to figure out maybe someone cut the, you know, he's just, he goes outside and there's a swimming pool. And something disturbed the pool or drew his attention outside? I, I think something, yeah, something drew Is his attention. It? And so he goes out there, fucking Kane throws him in the pool. Fucking drowns him. Drowns his ass. And the, the wife sees like him splashing around and he's dead. Yeah, she runs dies. out. Yeah, and she's screaming and hollering as, as you would. Um, boo, boo, boo. Lynn, uh, Lynn's back at, they're, we're back at the facility. Oh, that's the scene where they use the black bodysuit when he's underwater. Yeah, because yeah. we want, yeah, and also when he runs away, you see the water dripping yeah, on him. Yeah, it, it worked really well for that. Uh, Lynn's, they're back at the facility. They, he's like, you know, we haven't heard from Kramer. We should call the committee. And then they find out he fucking died. Yeah, and they're like, he's dead. Holy shit. And this is when, like, they just go, fuck this. They're like, yep. They know Kane did it. Time to get him. Got to put him down. And, and here's a. Oh, okay. Here's a little clip. So they're grabbing all the heat gut vision guns. They go down to the room. And he's not there. And so there's like an intercom system. And the, here's a little kind of uh, back and forth where you can tell that he's pretty much lost his mind. Okay, Sebastian, fun's over. Tell us where you are. Sorry, Linda, but I can't let you turn me in. Sebastian, where are you? You have no idea what it's like. The power of it, the freedom. I can't let that go. Whatever you're planning... The phones, the elevator. Yeah. So oh. yeah, I don't know why I cut. Oh, because remember when I was doing the clip at my computer? It, uh, okay, it was weird. There you get a little piece of Jerry Goldsmith's score. I love it. There's there's a main theme that runs throughout the movie, which has this very haunting sort of creepy quality to it. And uh, the movie is is like sci-fi uh, thriller up to this point. I think this is where it takes a turn into like a very slasher horror. Yeah. This is. Kind of, I mean, uh, th- this is where yeah we get like a real big peak. Yeah, and shit starts happening very quickly. Very quickly, it's like they're wrapping this thing up real fast. Yeah. Um. So I, I said they suit up pretty much. Yeah. Essentially, um, they they grab their thermal goggles and their trank guns, and they all like kind of split up into various yeah, and teams. And Janice goes back because she's, she's like, like, oh, I forgot, something. I forgot something, and immediately, uh, immediately dies. She gets choked. He comes up. in with like a, well, oh, yeah, like an IV cord or something. Yeah, like a yeah, an IV cord because she puts on her goggles and she sees them. Boom! And it's and a great, great strangles. Yeah, it's a really good shot. Um. I like how he when he, yeah, and he they, taunts them too through the PA. Oh, the entire time because that's a callback to the beginning where Homeboy was like, uh, "I am God, and uh, <laughs> you shouldn't be doing this." And so to keep in with like you know his uh, his God complex, uh, he kind of taunts them through the PA, which is sort of like him pretending to be God, lording over the, them. The, the the ominous voice. Yeah, the one you know the the voice from the from the heavens, so to speak, quote unquote. Um, so after he kills, uh, Janice, they, they, um, they go back and they, they find her body and, uh, actually, I'm sorry, I kind of jumped ahead on that. Um, so they resolve to stop him after they find Janice. And so, uh, he, uh, Carter and Matt are walking through one of the corridors and there's these well, pipes. Re- remember that they're, they're tracking him. Oh yeah. And he's they, flooding the place with steam. Yeah. Cause they're like, oh, we could track him because you know, we, when we were, on the first phase ever, we were testing on rats, and the rats would get loose, and they couldn't find them because they're invisible. Right. So they had little heat things so they could track heat signatures. So yeah. they're like tracking them kind of GPS style, uh, right through the facility. And when uh, they're they're going down that corridor, there's all this steam being pumped out of uh, the pipes, and um, uh, Carter is grabbed by something, some invisible force. Yeah, he's oh. just he's like hanging from like by nothing. You can see fingerprints. 
or uh, you know uh, his skin compressing underneath. And his Josh throat. Brolin is like shooting tranks everywhere. He sucks at this because they make a callback to it. Because at the, the beginning, beginning he's, he's like, like uh, "You're you're a terrible shot. shot." He's like, "Well, I don't practice through my lunch breaks," and so naturally he's he's missing all of these shots and he runs out. Uh, he hits one of the steam like nozzles and it blasts uh, Kevin Bacon's character in the face, dropping. The Carter character sideways, who lands on a, a piece of metal, opening up his jugular, yeah, which just, is a really brutal part of the movie. And so he's he's gurgling on his own blood, lying there. And uh, I think Matt and Sebastian have a, have a scuffle in the steamer. He's blasting with a yeah, with a fire, fire extinguisher, trying yeah. to uh, fire extinguisher. hydrant, <laughs> fire hydrant. <laughs> trying to you know uh, find him. Yeah, and Sarah, you know, is trying to save the other dude, and she she goes to get blood for him. And uh, when she's grabbing the blood, she sees, like, the door open. Yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. I'm so she start, she's pretty smart what she does. She she opens up all the blood and starts throwing it on the ground. Because if he steps in it, she'll be she'll able to see, see it. it. And, you know, and she doesn't have her heat vision goggles on or anything. Uh, and she pretty much, uh, he grabs her. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he grabs her and then shoots her with her own gun, her trank, straight yep. to the heart, and then breaks her neck. Just, just snaps it right there. Because yeah, she she throws blood in his face, and that's how she sees him. And yeah, like, and that was Bam, a, that was a, cool a really cool thing. shot too, where he's covered in blood. You can see strands of his hair dangling. Really, like a twenty year old effect. It looks awesome. It's I think it's one of the images I'm gonna put up on the on Insta. Uh, they find Sarah dead. Um, <laughs> Frank gets a crowbar through the stomach. Frank is the the he's the, the other like tech he, dude. He was kind of like the head of the heaven area. Yeah. Um, he gets a crowbar through the stomach. I mean, he gets dead. impaled from behind. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt, Josh Brolin's character gets hit with the crowbar. He's got a puncture wound in his right stomach. in his gut. Um, and they all get lured into like a cooler. A fr- yeah, like a freezer, like yeah. an industrial. Like that's where they keep uh, like shit, medical supplies. Medical that they have stuff. to keep cool. Um, Linda Matt gets stuck in the freezer. It's getting real, real cold. And, and during this time, Kane's just like, doop doo he's, he's making nitro dressed. bombs, and he's, well, he's stuffing yeah. them in. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, getting dressed. He's, he's got a wig. <laughs> he's got a wig he puts now. puts on a wig, draws on eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, he's, and he's happy. And he makes, like, these chemical nitro things and sticks them in a centrifuge and places it on timer. Because when it, oh, when did, it starts Did we say spinning. why they couldn't leave? Oh, yeah. Well, he locked down the whole place. Yeah, he locked down the, the whole place. Yeah, yeah, so they couldn't leave. Change all the security codes. <clears throat> um, but they, they they did find out that the that there's an escape there's like a ladder in the elevator that yeah they there's get an through. escape ladder um so when when um Elizabeth Shue's character she's basically like the heroine the main hero yeah. of this whole movie uh she, she's constantly saving Josh Brolin's character which is is kind of a, a nice like she, twist on the uh, she duct tapes his wound yeah duct tapes his wound dude at one point she's like takes her whole hand just shoves it shoves in the it in and she's like, like didn't hit any organs yeah oh, <laughs> that's man. hardcore lady so it, she fashions a, a like a big ass magnet out an of a magnet yeah and and like wires and stuff and like uses uh, the handle from a uh, like a file drawer to create a magnet sticks it against the heavy door of the front of the cooler and Slides like uses it, it to slide the deadbolt back which is pretty genius uh, and she gets out. Do, do, oh yeah, Kane's making bombs. Um, and this is where he puts them. And he's the, just strolling to the elevator, yeah, like I got no zip, worries. Do, do, Everybody, yeah, everybody's taken care of. And she jumps up on his ass with a flamethrower. Yeah, and just roasts him. Kane, and he gets away. One he keeps of the getting uh, away. Yeah, I know. One of the special effects guys, the stuntman, uh, got an award for this for the full burn. Yeah, that was a pretty long burn. Yeah. That's pretty gnarly. Uh, Lynn, which I don't know why she didn't think of this. She like, burns with. all the clothes off of it. Well, him. yeah, and she hits the sprinkler system. Oh, yeah, they should have done that a long time ago, yeah. Um, he beats Lynn up, starts, you know, he gets a uh-huh. hold of her. He's, like, stepping on her neck, going to choke her to death. And guess who shows up? Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Hits him yeah. with a crowbar. Boom, Pow. square on the dome piece. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, he, he, they think he's out cold. He yeah. gets back and, up and with the crowbar. And, of course, in true serial killer fashion, he comes back up da, 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 with the crowbar. Tries to sneak it at him, but he he hits uh, some exposed wires. Yeah, like uh, Josh Brolin's character, like kind of blocks him, and then yeah. bam, and then he hits like yeah, and starts he gets electrocuted, and he does that you know cartoonish <laughs> where you see like the electricity like you know coursing through him, and it, it starts to affect his 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 invisibility, um, where he you start to see like his his layers of uh, muscle and, and yeah, tissue it starts to, start come to back. become a little more visible, but not fully visible, um, and then boom, the explosions start going off. Um, they're climbing up the ladder in the shaft, uh, and the explosions destroy this lab. And I, I did read that they filmed this movie uh, sequentially so that they didn't destroy the lab too soon because they were only going to get one chance to like destroy these sets with these effects. They, they so, basically showed every room in that laboratory blowing up. Blowing up, yeah. It was like, a geez. lot of it was pretty practical, too. I think only some of the fire effects were done you know, with CG uh, in post. And, and when the explosion happens, the elevator gets pushed up. By, like, mm -hmm. the force. So, you know, they kind of swing around. The elevator goes up, and then what goes up must come down. Yeah. So the elevator comes down. It kind of gets a little, like, It gets janky. shifted like and, like, yeah. yeah. And, and so, like, the corners of it are, are grabbing the wall, so it becomes stuck. And, and they're just above it, maybe about, like, 10 or 15 Yeah, and they're feet. like, great, let's climb around it. They're good to go. Everyone's going to be saved, but yay, no. A POV and a hand grabs home girl's ankle. How did he survive? Ankle. I don't know. He survived getting blasted by a uh, by a flamethrower, and then he explodes the electrocution. And the explosion. And, and the explosion. A but nitro explosion. Maybe maybe he was saved by the sprinkler system that was still going off. I don't I don't Who knows? Know. I don't know. They kind of well, fight. Did this? In, well, okay, we talked yeah. briefly about how he had that unnatural strength. That's true. Yeah. Maybe he has some other kind of side Healing effect that factor. gives him uh, gives him some kind of like invulnerability because he was doing all this naked. You know, you ever tried to fight anybody naked? Neither have I. Nope. <laughs> Usually, if you get naked, people will just be like, Ugh. "Yeah, I've seen how that ends." And uh, he grabs uh, Lynn, pulls her down. They're kind of on top of the. Uh, yeah, they do. They they fall a good ten feet on top of the the, the uh, elevator elevator that's still dangling, both by uh its its corners being wedged, and there's the e brakes yeah, that's kind of hanging on yeah, just it's like a little on a bit. String, not string, yeah. but cables. And yeah. uh, she he's like kind of got her, and he's like one more kiss for yeah, the for road, old time for old sake. time's sake. And he, she kisses him, and then she kind of like takes her arm, like she's like like she enjoys it. Yeah, it kind of leans him back against the wall. She, yeah, she grabs the she cable. grabs the cable, and then with her foot releases releases it. I'm sorry. Uh, what? I don't know how much pressure it would take to release one of those things, but I don't think you just little foot. It, well, it looked like it was designed to release relatively easily. It, it didn't look like she like kicked it. She just kind of like stepped it's like on it. Kickstarting yeah, a motorbike or something. She's like, like a dirt boop. bike. She just pushes it. Boop. And she says to him, "Go to hell." Yeah. <laughs> and the, the elevator drops away. He he drops away, and there's a great shot of him falling uh, into the flames. And I like that she says, "Go to hell." Because it's in keeping with that whole God complex theme. She literally dropped him out of heaven, quote unquote, to hell, underground, into it's fire. A very, it's a very like Hans Gruber. Yeah. Fall. Yeah, it's kind of a Gruber-esque fall, yeah. And, and uh, Kane's dead. They escape credits. and happily ever after. <laughs> well, we don't know. There was a second part. I never watched it. I didn't either. There's Hollow Man 2. <laughs> God. They had to do, If I'll have to watch it because it's Christian Slater. Yeah. It's like, okay. Who kind of looks like Kevin Bacon? I think he's a different character. I don't think he's uh, Sebastian he's, Kane okay. at all. Like this character is dead, and whatever go, is going on in the second movie, I think is just is somebody picking up his research, or whatever survived that lab explosion. All right, so are we ready for? I can rate it. 
Mr. Voy, read what? Oh, Pronto. Mr. Voy Pronto in the Critics' Corner. Yeah, that's all corner. I forgot about the Critics' Corner. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we do have our critic, and here we go. Hollow Man. It, this movie is summed up in two words. Angry, horny. Very angry. Very <laughs> horny. It was probably one of the best suspense movies I've ever seen, but that's the best thing I can say about it. It was it was a terrible movie. It was disturbing. I don't understand what phase shifting was. It's It's like... It was like Inception. You know, it pretends to be smart, but that's only for people who don't understand it. It was really dumb. Uh, you have sexy scientists who want to pretend to be action stars. A bunch of unexplained science. And aggressive sex. And rape. And murder. And nerdy hunks. And more rape. More murder. Uh <laughs> good effects for the time but you know what what's the deal with the dirt you know he's invisible but he doesn't get dirty but he can get wet and he can get bloody oh the bags of blood that was gross and and the the killing of the dog like he's already raping and murdering people do you really need him to to see him murder a, a pet to understand that he's, yeah. Um, she lit a, a bunch of paper on fire to uh, unfreeze her dead boyfriend. That didn't make any sense. And then there was just more terrible, terrible movie. I, I don't understand the ending. I, I don't really understand any of it. Just, just that. I hope this movie didn't affect me when I saw it when I was 15 years old because that's that's not a good way to be. Um, terrible choice for a movie. I love you guys. Uh, do better next time. <laughs> oh, do was, better. That was our boy Pronto, uh, the critic. Oh, so what he was referring to with the um, the paper. When yeah. she pulls Josh Brolin out of the freezer, she grabs like a barrel and then grabs just a bunch of like loose leaf paper. Oh, and just catches it on fire and then walks away. How did I miss that? I must have been like down. writing something down. <laughs> well, I have to disagree with his assessment. Um, <laughs> while while I do have my misgivings with the movie as a whole, I think it, it it's it's like right in that pocket for me of the kind of movie I like. You know, uh, it's it's got. <clears throat> I think a pretty solid group of actors who I think sold it well. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't know some of the acting was a little stiff, but uh, Kevin Bacon has that like ability to be both like sinister and charming at the same time, which uh, you know is a unique quality. He's got that face. Yeah, I mean, he's got the the vocal inflection too. It's a lot like uh, what's his name, um, uh, uh, James Spader. James Spader has that quality too, like his voice, where he's both charming and sinister at the same time. I don't know. Uh, if if I was gonna duck rate it, which I'm going to, yep. Uh, I got I I don't want to give it like a full five ducker, uh, but I don't want to give it four. So I, I'm thinking three and a half. I don't often have it, but three. um, 
I'm three and a half. I'm gonna do two. Two? Yeah. Okay. A two. It's an okay movie. Yeah. Again, I can go another twenty years without seeing it. I I, right. I could easily like put this in my collection and put it on like as a rainy day movie. You know? But we watch this on Vudu, so if yeah. you guys want to watch it, go ahead. Um, our next movie. Do you have anything else to talk about? Yeah, I got a couple different things I wanted to throw out there that I thought were interesting. Um. The uh, director, Paul Verhoeven, and the director of photography, uh, Jost Vacano, <clears throat> had to be informed on set as to what Sebastian's Marco Polo taunt meant. Uh, Verhoeven is from the Netherlands, Vacano is from Germany, and neither of them had ever heard of the game. So when he's like, Marco, they're like, oh, what is this? And so they had to you know, be told what it was, <clears throat> which is kind of funny. Um, the, uh, the, when the crew carries the half-invisible Sebastian back onto the operating table... They, a metal skeleton was used in that shot, so it made the uh, body look heavier. It gives the impression oh, that they nice. were actually carrying uh, something. <clears throat> um, ba -ba 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 -ba. I think we covered. I covered most of the like interesting parts of you know uh, the effects and 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 the, and the filming of it. And as far as the trivia goes, I talked about Woodruff. That was pretty cool. Uh, this was also the first Hollywood movie that Paul Verhoeven got an R rating on its first submission to the MPAA. Because his previous films, Robocop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Showgirls, and Starship Troopers initially received an X oh, and, yeah. and NC-17 ratings. Well, Showgirls, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I even Starship that. had a lot of, like, gnarly violence and some nudity. It's just something he Yeah, because it's like the shower scene. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a scene later where, like, Casper Van Dien and Dina Meyer have, like, a like the beginnings of what looks like a sex scene, and then it, and then, and then it cuts to, like, another battle. Um in order to use the title for this movie, the producers bought the rights to Dan Simmons' novel Hollow Man, uh, which has nothing to do with invisibility or an invisible man they just whatsoever. They just needed the name. Yeah. So, sorry, Dan Simmons. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think, yeah, there we go. I already covered that. Uh, I covered all the full body suits. Uh, shooting was actually delayed for about six weeks uh, while Elizabeth Shue recovered from a torn Achilles tendon sustained during filming. Oh, jeez. Ow. Yeah. That, that doesn't sound fun at all. No. Uh, Virovan was actually dissatisfied with the film. In 2013, he remarked to the Hollywood Reporter, I decided after Hollow Man, this is a movie, the first movie that I made that I thought I should not have made. Uh, it made money and this and that, but really it's not, it's not me anymore. I think many other people could have done that. Uh, I don't think many people could have made things like Robocop that way or either Starship Troopers, but Hollow Man, I thought... There might have been 20 directors in Hollywood who could have done that. And I felt depressed with myself after 2002. <clears throat> in earlier interviews, Verhoeven explained that the job was offered in a period where many of his proposed movie projects had fallen through, and he accepted as a way to stay in business. Oh, nice. I, yeah, I mean, li you listing out all of his other films, this yeah. this doesn't compare. No. It, do it doesn't no. hold up to any of his I other movies. I think, the, I, I mean... I think in terms of like this, his style or his ability to, to maintain a certain type of a shock, you know, throughout is 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 evident. But it's a little more, uh, it's less. Well, I shouldn't say it's less fantastical, but it's a, I think more grounded. Although I didn't see, I basic instinct. I guess you could say that about that too. Um, I, I, he's always had a panache for like hard sci-fi or not hard sci-fi, but like weird weird sci-fi and, and and the effects effects heavy. Uh, Guy Pierce and Edward Norton were considered for the role of Sebastian. I can see Guy Pierce doing it. And uh, here it is right here. Kevin Bacon was chosen for his ability to be both charming and diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Uh, Jennifer Lopez was offered the role offered the role for Linda McKay. That would have been a very different movie. Uh, RDJ was considered for Josh Brolin's role, um, which I think would have changed that that role dynamic. Yeah, in two thousand, he wasn't doing much in two thousand. <clears throat> I think he was, was. This after or before the arrest? His, his troubles. Uh, I want to say after, during, or after something like that. Because yeah, because that was like late nineties, was it not? Well, yeah, when he. Was, it was only eight years later. He was yeah, Iron, when he when he woke Iron up Man. in the random person's house. Uh, oh shit! I, I, there's a lot of that that I don't know. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, the tranquilizer guns they used were uh, actually uh, PGPs, an early model paintball gun. <clears throat> yeah, I can see that. Da, da, da. And you know, there's a lot. There's a lot uh, one could uncover on their own, as uh, if they felt like diving into this movie. And uh, that's pretty much really all I have to say about it. I loved it. I, it was yeah. I mean, it was enjoyable, but again, I could wait another twenty years before I watch it. Our next <laughs> movie, so guys, uh, we're going to start doing bi-weekly. Yeah. Um, also, uh, for the Patreon uh, people who gave us, you know, Patreons. If, yes. if I could use my damn words today, that'd be great. You've been doing quite well. Uh, it's getting a little chilly outside. <laughs> yeah, the sun's dropping. We're getting a little, little, getting a little, little chilly. Um, pretty much got a pee. Doing the uh, doing the bi-weekly allows if you are at the level where you get early release. Um, episodes before they're dropped to the public, uh, you get them a week before everybody else. So that kind of works out better than a couple of days before. Right. Our next movie is uh, going to be dropped on March 14th. We're doing two movies. It's going to be Green Month. We are doing Green Street Hooligans. Green Street Hooligans came out in 2005. I haven't uh, seen this in quite some time, so yeah, this will be fun. I like this movie. I've seen this. I think I've seen this movie a bunch, especially yeah. in high school. I watched. I think it I've a only lot. seen it once, so this will be nice to revisit it. Uh, we're doing that, and then after that, we'll be doing kind of a fun movie for a St. Paddy's Day type Yay. of thing. So we'll let you know what's going on there. Yeah. Um, I think we, we've already revealed it last oh, time. Oh, did we? Yeah. yeah, Boondocks. We're doing Boondocks yeah, Saints Boondocks also. Saints. <laughs> so man, everyone's excited for that. Um, what was that fucking cat's name? <laughs> Uh, we're going to have too much fun with that. I'll save all the quotes for uh, that. Uh, other than that, guys, go watch a movie. Enjoy your yeah. week, your yeah. month. Happy Leap Day. Happy Leap Day. Ooh, I did learn recently. Hmm. The reason we have a Leap Day uh, every four years is so that in 400 years' time, the way we measure time, it will allow, it will prevent, rather, uh, December from slipping into the summer. So huh. that's why we have a Leap Day, because it helps us maintain our calendar math yes <laughs> also i also learned that wombat's uh, poop is cubed <laughs> anyway uh, i have been fish i've been josh thank you bye guys